So I'm in the kitchen uh, of Matthew Sterling, better known as Magic Matt, who got through to the semi-finals of Britain's Got Talent this year, 2019. How are you, Matt? I'm very good. Sitting in my kitchen, a bit, um, a bit strange, having an interview in my kitchen, but yes. a bit surreal. It is a bit odd. <laughs> it is a bit odd. So um, how was 2019 BGT for you? Um, it was, yeah, it was different. It was, uh, it was a bit of a madcap idea in the fact that we went, let's try and do it. I kind of came up with the idea a couple of years ago and went, well, let's let's see what we can do with it. Um, and then at that particular time, I think it was, I don't know how many years ago it was now, it's probably three years ago, um, that my mate Jamie Raven was in it. So I didn't want to conflict with him. Mm. So I said, no, I don't really want to do it. And I just didn't want to go down the road of just being a magician. So we kind of came up with the idea again. All right, let's let's do some stunts in it and try it and see what happens. Because there was an awful lot of magicians this year. There, I was, there was eleven magicians this year. Mm. It was eleven magicians. It was quite a lot. Are you counting four MG as one? I am. <laughs> I am counting four MG as one. We had uh, four MG, Ben Hart, um, me, the Brotherhood, because the Brotherhood got pulled out. We had Mind to Mind, who were the two, yes. the girl and the guy that did the the Mentalist act, which is absolutely. Incredible. I mean, they are so good. They, but once you've seen it, you kind of go, oh, "I've seen it now." Mm. Do you know? What I mean, there's no, there's no way they could go with it. Really, you had Elizabeth who did the haunting. John Archer. John Archer. Um, who else was in there? Four. Uh, four MG. Uh, ben. Oh, Jonathan Goodwin who did the escapology. Yep. Uh, Magician X. Who else was in there? There was eleven. There was eleven acts altogether. I remember looking on the board and going. God, there's 11 of us this year. It was just singers and actors and, and, and magicians. That's what it, it was. was this year. So how does the whole process work? Do you just turn up somewhere one day and say, I want to be in this show? Or yeah, you... so you you do a prelim audition and then you um, and then you go and do the... The first major audition you do is the Palladium. Right. And then, uh, and then you don't know if you're... Even if you get four yeses, because I... I went to, oh, funny enough, I went to David Blaine last night and saw David Blaine's show. And my mate was there, Magic Singh. There was a lot of magicians there. And my mate Magic Singh was there. Well, Magic Singh's done it, I think he's done BGT now three times. He's got four yeses each time and a standard ovation, but he's never got through to the next round. Oh, right. So that it doesn't get televised. Right, okay. At all. Because your act doesn't get televised because, uh, well, well it, no, I tell a lie. It, some of them do get televised, some of them don't get televised. The really terrible ones do. Yeah, um, and so we did that. I did that back in January, and then I went out to India, and then I got back from India, and then we had to. I had to then go back to the Palladium to do a bit where because I didn't know because I didn't. I've never watched BGT. I've, I've got to never, confess, I haven't either. I've never really watched it. So <laughs> they were going, "Okay, you're going to do this next," and I'm going. Right, yeah, I saw it. and they were going to me. You never seen this, have you? I said, No, I ain't got a clue what you're talking about. And then they said, Now we, we then do loads of VT stuff, but I kind of got an inkling that I'd got through because they kept saying, Right, we're now going to take you off and film you walking down the road. And we now, and I thought, Well, you're spending a lot of time on me at the moment, so mm. I kind of think I've got through. And then we waited till about 11 o'clock at night. I was the last group to go on stage, and you walk on stage, and they do that bit where they go, Congratulations. You're through. <laughs> yeah, big and you go, Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And by that time, I was so tired. I went, oh, all right, good, okay. Walked, <laughs> off, walked off stage, walked through the door, and Ant and Decker there. And they went, hey! I went, um, yeah, okay. And they went, no, you've got to come back through the door and look more excited. I said, I'm knackered. 
I'm absolutely knackered. I've been here since seven o'clock this morning. Um, and then you're through. And then, then you've got, in the time that, you, you, between that and your next audition, they then say to you, right, we've got a two-week window. We have to have you for certain days because they then want to film the VT. Yep. Um, that was you jumping out the plane. Which is me jumping out the plane because they wanted me to do loads of stunty things and they kept changing their mind with that as well. Um, they were going, oh yeah, we want you water skiing, we want you doing this, we want you doing that. Uh, and then they said, oh, I want you in this gym and I'd already organised my gym. Uh, and they said, no, we want, we want you in a gym in Chelsea and then obviously arranging the skydive, I had to get, I had to go and get some jumps in before we did that jump because you have to be current. Right. And then I got my mate who's a great cameraman. I said, would you come and do the jump with me and film it? Because obviously we can't use one of their guys because they're not skydivers. Uh, then we had to go up the drop zone and film it. Um, so yeah, and then we had, I think we did about four days for that VT of me driving wow. the buggy. Yes. And then the day before, day before the audition, I had to drive the buggy again outside the theatre because then they had all the banners up for Britain's Got Talent. Yes. And then we had, then we had three days of, Chaos of us literally going in there and rehearsing, and the rehearsals went terrible. Oh my god, the rehearsals! So what? Why? I heard you say this when I saw you outside the Hammersmith Odeon on the day. Why? In what way were the rehearsals terrible? So, because everything we're talking now about your semi-final. Yeah, everything was out of my hands. I had no in. I I wanted to because there were so many things on Twitter that said. Oh, uh, you forced the cards on them and you did this and did that. And I thought, right, you know what? I want to be completely separate from the judges. I don't want anything to do with the judges. I don't want to go down there and handle anything because they're going to go, oh, yeah, he did this and he did... I was like, no, I just want to keep away from them. So we put the three guys down there with three dice and the envelopes and all that sort of stuff. Which two of the dice got dropped? Two of the dice got dropped. That must dropped. have been a bit of a heart stopper oh, for God. <laughs> Because we were looking at time. I was thinking, I've only got three and a half minutes to do this whole act. Yeah. We had three and a half minutes to change the whole the whole set. Right. So whoever was before me, then we had to bring the wall on. We had to get the guy into the ceiling and they don't bring the iron in. So the problem is... we were Oh, going, I know. We see it all happening. Yeah. So it's it's I was not even going, a full blackout. Exactly. So I'm going, uh, so how are we going to get him up to the ceiling? Oh, we'll, we'll put a curtain up. We'll just take the curtain at the same time. So they actually didn't see Pete going up to the ceiling. Right. Um, so then we did the first rehearsal and, and I knew what I wanted to happen. I knew that we were going to predict, you know, uh, he was going to pick, uh, Alicia was going to pick window cleaner. So bang, okay. So I'm standing on stage, and of course we've got a lot of uh, mechanical things going on. We've got the ram to pull me backwards. We've got Tony being fired in the wings on a ram. We've got the two boys jumping on, one one, on one fire. got Pete falling from the ceiling. So four of the producers sit at the table, uh, and they play the characters. And we go, right, we start timing it now. And they play it as you're doing it on screen. Got you. So I went, Alicia, what was the number you picked? And she says three. And I went, okay, three. Could you open up Alicia's envelope, please? Now... Pete's up in the Pete's up in the gods holding on, you know, clicked in and all this sort of stuff. And I go, what, what okay, what was what was next to number three? And they go, Lion Tamer. <laughs> and my and my heart just dropped and went, Lion Tamer. Alright, I thought you were gonna pick window cleaner. <laughs> he comes down from the ceiling, ah, bounce, pulls the thing and he hits the deck. Lovely. I then go, okay, Amanda, what number? What number did you pick? Now, this producer's kind of looking at me going, oh, he's made a bit, bit of a cock up here. Uh, what number did you pick? Number one. Okay, could you open Amanda's envelope? Please, now, by this time, Tony's still already standing on stage with two cables in his hand. And I went, can you tell me, what is next to number one? And they go, sniper. <laughs> Tony kind of looks at me and goes, oh, no. And I went, oh. And he went, pop, and went into the wings. And I went, I thought we were going to pick an electrician. The lights go out. 
Now, in the blackout, Tony gets up from the floor and hooks me up to the line that pulled me back through the wall. So now I'm like, okay, so now I've kind of lost my confidence. I've lost my mojo. And the lights come back up and I went, so Simon, what number did you pick? And he goes, number three. I went, oh, okay. Can you open up, please, number three? Can you tell me what is next number three? And I wait for backwards. He just goes, up. And I went, oh, no. Now my cue is for me to go, Backwards, and when I shout backwards, then I get fired to the wall. So Tony's on the ram. It's a really powerful ram. It's like a massive hydraulic ram. I mean, it lift the, it fire a car up into the air. Right. Uh, and it, it was on a two to one. So basically, every foot that that ram went in, uh, I was travelling two foot. Uh, so basically, I was going from uh, where I was standing. I was travelling nearly thirty feet through the air. In, right. a, in, a, in a blink of an eye and going through that wall right so that was ready to go so I'm standing there I've got no control of that because Tony's in the wings with the button ready to press it and his cue for me is to say backwards and he presses the thing and I get fired through the wall so I went so what was what was the word and they went up and I went oh my heart sunk and I was like oh I said oh I thought you meant backwards and as I shouted backwards all I heard was Tony press the button and it the ram usually goes boom and it really pulls you and it just went <laughs> and the air escaped out of it and I just stood there looking at the, at the producers whose faces were like what is going on here and I turned around and I just walked through the polystyrene wall <laughs> and I came back and I went thank you very much and they all came up to me and said is it going to work on the night I went well I hope so because there's a lot more than four people watching me oh my God, can you imagine? and at that point I was thinking this is out of my hands now. I'm just going to have to check it, double check it, triple check it, and just make sure everybody knows what they're doing. And just go for it. There's nothing I can do about it. That's the only thing well, I was nervous about. That was a mechanical about. failure, wasn't it? That total was mechanical failure. That was total no one's fault or anything. No, total mechanical failure. Well, rather have that up on the rehearsal than in front of millions of viewers. Really. As everybody says, bad rehearsal, good show. That's what they say. So um, so how, how do you think it went? Because I, I, was, <clears throat> I was in the audience. Yeah. I was looking at you before you started and I thought you look extremely calm and in control but you also looked a little bit kind of I don't know um, you was a lot of head slapping going on and I was trying to get my neck warmed up because <clears throat> when we did the rehearsal just before you guys came in it did snap me back and I was really trying to get my neck warm because I thought I don't want to take a spank here mm. not that I was taking a spank because we had a couple of crash mats behind but uh, on the second one the one we did just before uh, just before you guys came in I really did fly back, and it it, it just it was it was all right. It was okay, but I just wanted to stay warm and just stay focused, and just and then the funny thing was that was the first of the time I'd seen the VT. So I, st ah. I stood on the stage, and they literally go three, two, one, and the VT, and they go, okay, ladies and gentlemen, please don't try this at home. And it goes to the VT, and I was watching the VT going, oh, that's really good, and then went, oh my god, I'm on, oh, uh, so it was a bit like it it was it was just surreal. It was a surreal experience because I'm so used to working for cameras and I'm so used to being on stage but then I just wanted to play it for the audience do you yeah. know what I mean I had to yeah, forget yeah. about the cameras and say forget about there's eight million or whatever there is people watching forget about them play it for the audience play it for the judges that's all we had to do it for so I just had to do it like it was a it was a, a theatre show that's the only way of doing it so I was sitting about two rows away from the judges yeah and when it got down to the final three, yeah. so you're still at the front with 4MG. 4MG and Siobhan. Siobhan and you. I was feeling it. God yeah. knows what you were feeling. 
Yeah. I was feeling it. I was thinking, oh my God. I was like... I stood there and I was thinking in my head, I was thinking, if I go through, I've got to phone up the Fast and Furious and go, I won't be in tomorrow because <laughs> um, I've got to go on Loose Women and I've got to go on a Lorraine and I've got... Um, I was thinking, I know what I want to do for the final, but in my head I was going, do I want to do it? Do I want to Do I want to take this another stage further? Mm. I didn't know if I wanted to and, and that wasn't a good thing to be in your head because... But then again, it was a good thing because I wasn't upset when it, it came out. The funny thing is, in the blackout, um, when they went, and the first one's through uh, 4MG, and Siobhan looked at me, because I really got on with her, actually. We, we we really hit it off backstage. Her and the, the lady that was the opera singer. Yeah, yeah. She was lovely. And we were just sitting there and talking, because we were kind of the older members of the group, as it were. And we were laughing and taking the mickey and, and, and having a real good laugh. And she turned to me and she said, really under her breath, she said, sorry, because she knew that they weren't going to let two magicians through. No. She knew. No, that was unlikely. And even when I looked at the judges, I thought, no, there's no way you're going to accept me. There's there's no way. But on um, the public vote, it was about 1%. Yeah, think, 1%. Which is nothing. Yeah. And what I found a little bit heartbreaking, actually, is when they said congratulations to Siobhan, and they said commiserations to you, you just sort of walked off. Yeah, they, they direct you off. That's it, you're done. Thanks so much, see you later on. That's it. That's there's it no, over. There's yeah, no, there's no, there's no, let's have a talk to you. No, it's like, okay, nothing. thanks very much. See you later on. In fact, I was expecting it to be some sort of, at the end, some sort of get together or something. You were packing the car up. Yeah, in the yeah, car yeah. Off. That's it. You're done. Bang. There's no, no thanks for coming or. No. And the funny thing is, the next day, uh, I was in rehearsals. So I got home at about one o'clock in the morning. The next day, I was in rehearsals for fast and doing this fight. So I was in at, uh, I was up at 5.30. Mm-hmm. I got into rehearsals for about half past six, seven o'clock. Did a warm-up, uh, and then we were ready to set this fight that we're doing. And I got a phone call, which was a number I didn't recognise, and I picked it up, and it was BGT, and it was their counselling department, because they have a care of duty. Oh, nice. Because of, the, you know, the Jeremy Kyle oh, thing. Oh, yeah, that was all going on at the time. That was all it? going on. Yeah. So the woman phoned me up, she said, hi, blah, 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 blah. She, she said, I'm... I'm I don't know if she was a psychologist or whatever she was. And she went, hi. I said, yeah, hi, how you doing? And she said, um, yeah. she said, I'm just phoning up to make sure you're okay. And I went, yeah. And I didn't really tweak what she was kind of saying. Mm. And I went, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. And all, <laughs> she went, so um, uh, how are you feeling after it? I said, yeah, I feel okay. And in the background, all you can hear is, stand by, three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> and she went, what? what's going on? And I went, oh, I'm in rehearsal. She went, for what? I said, well, I'm doing Fast and Furious. And she said, oh my God. Oh, right. Okay. Well, you're fine then, are you? I said, yeah, yeah I'm absolutely fine. I said, I'm tired. She yeah. went, oh, okay, all good. <laughs> and that was it. And my mate said to me, when I put the phone down, I went, oh, I understand what it is now. It's all care, blah, 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 follow on. Yeah. And my mate said, oh, you missed out on a trick there. And I said, why is that? He said, you should have literally answered the phone and go, oh, no, no, no. He said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I was like, no, you can't do that. You, you can't, can't. You cannot do that. No. Um, <laughs> but, really unfair. Um, but no, it was. Do you know what? It was. It was an adventure. I enjoyed the adventure. It was tiring. It really was knackering because it wasn't like just walking on stage and going right. Here's the. Here's my box. Here's the magic trick I'm going to do. Give me a mic and that's it. I've got mm. a four minute set. Mm. This was hard. It was hard because we were linking so many different things. And trying to do those stunts and trying to do them live. Yeah. And it's not like doing a film. You know what I mean? It's, it wasn't easy. Do you easy. think if you'd done different magic and not done the stunts, 
you would have. I think the stunts was the unique selling point on it your was. audition, definitely. It was totally. And then once people found out. You then probably had to do stunts all the way then. Didn't yeah. You? Well, they said to me, we want to make it bigger and better. Right. They said to me, we want to make it bigger and better. And I said, okay, I'll come up with this idea. And they went, no, can we make it bigger? And I went, yeah, we can do. We can make it bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think the unique selling point was I didn't want to go out just as a magician because it doesn't matter how talented you are, how good you are. It's got to be different. It's got to be, and don't get me wrong, Ben Hart's a very good magician. Um, uh, Spellman is a very good magician. But there was nothing unique and different about them. They were still doing hmm. magic that we've kind of seen before. Spellman's was different because he linked it to social media. That was he, brilliant. And he kind of linked it back to the hope. Yes. So it was. It was still a. And I haven't. I haven't got. And and with Spellman, it was it was the not knowing who he was no. as well. That's the thing. Mm. And everybody wanted to know who he was because if you are a masked person, people want to know who you are. When I go and do the um, comic cons and all that sort of stuff, doing the signings, nine times out of ten, the people that have been wearing the masks and the, the creatures, they will get a lot of people around them because people are fascinated by who's in these costumes. Oh, I get you. Yeah. As opposed to seeing the character and seeing the actor, mm. so it's quite. Uh, quite interesting in that sense mm. um, but it was you know I, that whole uh, sort of month from your first it was mental it, it was mental it was I, got, I was sort mental. of coming along on the ride a bit and it just yeah. seemed to be it was it was mental it was it was crazy it's it was, big it's a big thing isn't it I didn't really realise quite how big it but is but this is this is the really funny phenomenon as well is in the fact that you know I've been doing it for 21 years now I've been kind of doing TV and film so people know me but then you do three minutes on something like that and then you're recognised and everybody wants to know you and everybody wants to have a selfie with you and it was really strange the funny thing was um, putting stuff on your social media of stuff like have you seen the uh, Leave Right Now video? Going, oh my God, it that's what I've seen Yeah, yeah, before. exactly, yeah, yeah. And uh, what was the other thing as well? There was something else I put, oh, it was the WKD advert. Oh, yeah. And I remember that advert, I, yeah, you yeah. know, that's you. And you just yeah. think, well, yeah, it is, you know. It was just... It, it was just it's there in there at people's subconscious, but it's because I've never kind of... I've been in the centre limelight stage, that's what it is. It's being mm. in that centre and being that focus point. Yeah. Um, it's just no, it's, it's weird. It is weird. So we got I've got some questions here. I've got one mm. on Twitter from at bully underscore bonkers. Okay, <laughs> Julia with four exclamation marks. Uh, what was the single single biggest challenge you had to face on um, Britain's Got Talent? And if you could go back, would you change anything? Uh, the single biggest challenge was trying to make it different every time we did it because I said to BGT. There are zillions and zillions and zillions and zillions of magic tricks that I could have done. Mm. The problem being, there isn't there isn't zillions and zillions and zillions of stunts you can do. No. There's only so many fire jobs you can do. There's only a fall. And the other thing is, as well, is we lost the element of surprise. Because when we did the first audition, we did that first audition. Yeah. They... 
they didn't know that I was a stuntman. When it came out in the papers... Yeah. Oh, he's secretly, he's a stuntman. And, well, of course I'm a stuntman, but we kept that quiet. Despite the fact on the screen it said Matthew Sterling. Yeah, Matthew Sterling stuntman. Yeah. But we kept that quiet because we wanted to kind of... If I'd have walked out and gone, hi, my name's Matt Sterling, I'm a stuntman, the four judges would have gone, right, something's going to happen here. Yeah, yeah. Something's going to happen here. Totally got you. Yeah. But we wanted the element of surprise. So we yeah. wanted to surprise them. So yeah. um, that element of surprise went, so we had to still sustain that element of surprise when we did the second audition hence the fact I said well let's do the two explosions of the ant and deck coming out on fire so at least it gives a little bit of a ah, you know and there's a stunt there's two stunt doubles there mm. um, the rigging was the hardest part because like I said it wasn't as simple I mean that was there was ten of us involved in that second audition there was two coming out uh, me going backwards through the wall Pete coming down from the ceiling Tony getting fired into the wings then we had Three guys that were doing the handing out of the dice and standing yeah. there and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then we had everybody else for safety. So we had guys in the wings for safety. Mm. We had two special effects men to right. rig up the explosion, rig up Tony being blown up, being blown into the wings. Yeah. So it was a lot of people. It was a lot of rigging. I mean, we were there at seven o'clock in the morning and we actually finished the rig and we were happy with it by about, mm, probably about one, two o'clock. And wow. then we had 30 minutes to rehearse it and that was it. Wow. That was on the day. That was the day before. The day before. And then we had a dress rehearsal the day that you guys saw it. I've got to say, that, that just on a separate thing, those sets are immense. Britain's got incredible, isn't it? That, that wall, that wall. That the LED project, wall. That is amazing. It's incredible. You should see behind it. Oh, you should you see the cables. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God, how do you build this thing? Mm. Um, but that, that's, it's very, very clever. It's Extremely very, very clever. slick as well, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were the, uh, we were the first people to actually screw into that back wall. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, you weren't supposed to screw into that. And we were like, well, we're going to get jerked back through this wall. Mm. And I'm, I'm 17 stone. That's a lot of pressure. Mm. And they said, we need to screw into that back wall. So it was all literally on a phone call of whether or not they were going to screw into that wall and find out it was just chalky dust. Oh, yes. Because then we wouldn't be able to do it. No. And I was thinking, well, what are we going to do then? How are we going to do it? You know, because the only thing I've come up with is backwards. You'd have to go upwards, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And then, but you're going to see the line. You can see the wire, yeah. You know, at least from the judge's point of view, they mm. couldn't see that wire. No. People on the left and the right could, I could see it. But I could, but I was looking for it. Yeah, I knew and then people doing. up in the in the dress circle could see it. But it, we were playing it to the camera, and that's why I said to the director, film me directly right in front of me so you can't see that wire. So when I go through that wall, you're going to see how quick it is. Mm. Um, and it worked. Yeah, it, did it did work. work. It was really, yeah. really good. Yeah, it's really good. Well, one thing I will say about the judges, so I, 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 haven't, I don't watch it, as you know, but I know who Simon Cowell is. I know who David Williams is. Every time there was an ad break... Uh, Simon Cowell sort of went backstage. David would come out and walk David around. was amazing. Oh, no, he'd walk what a nice and say, Hello, how are you? He was letting people sit in his chair. Yeah. He was singing happy birthday to people. Yeah. If anybody wanted a selfie, he'd say, come down. Yeah, yeah. What a nice bloke. Yeah, he walked up to the stage and said, you're all right? And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. And he went, have a good one. Thanks so much. See you That's later amazing. On. What a nice thing to do. Yeah. Uh, I've got another question now. This came in on Facebook from Lisa Towler. Uh, what was your favourite act on the show and who would you like to have seen win? Do you know what? I quite liked Colin. It was Colin, wasn't it? The old oh, the, yeah, yeah. I liked him and I, I'm glad that he won because I think it was great. Uh, you know, Chelsea Pensioner winning it, I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, there was a lot... Do you know what? I liked Rosie and Dave as well, who are the two roller skaters. I thought they were fantastic. Yes. I thought they were great. Really, really good. But again, once they've done the acts, they've done the acts, so people have seen it. So you've got to make it different every time. John Archer, I've seen do performances 
oh god knows how many times I've seen John Archer and he just makes me laugh I love his I love his character I love his personality and it's a shame that John didn't go further um, no I like I like the fact that the, the old boy won I do like the fact the old boy won um <coughs> this is one that's not to do with Britain's Got Talent, but Go I on. think it's relevant. Um, this is from Danielle Marshall-Apsey, who says, uh, I'm assuming you get to drive lots of awesome fast cars in your career. <laughs> what is your favourite car? Oh, my God. Do you know my first car that I ever drove? When I became a stuntman, I thought, <laughs> I'm going to be driving Ferraris, <laughs> Lamborghinis. This is going to be something else. My first job, I had to drive a 2CV. <laughs> And I absolutely (laughs) hate two CVs. They're always driven by vegetarians or vegans. I mean, they're just they're just useless. I mean, you hit a moth in it, you write it off. Do you know what I mean? It's like, and I had to drive this thing. Was down the road. I was thinking, oh, this is it. This is the this is the pinnacle of my career. Is it? (laughs) Um, I drove the Jensen for Fast. Um, I drove. Where else did I drive a nice one? Well, we did bulletproof. They said you're going to be doing this big chase sequence. I went, oh, right, this can be lovely. Weaving in and out of traffic. And yeah, I had an Audi estate. Oh, <laughs> oh this is great. This is fantastic. <laughs> I had a nice M3 on a job, which was a very nice little job. And a Subaru, but it was very uncomfortable. I had trouble getting out of the Subaru. Uh, my favourite, my favourite. I drove a top of the range Range Rover for new tricks, and that was luxury. Is that the one where you're squaring up to Dennis Waterman? The no, I did it a week. I did it a week after. I was just playing a hooded, because I'd, I'd done it about two or three weeks afterwards. And uh, Crispin, who's the coordinator, said, "Would you come and do this driving six? So I said, "Yeah, no problem at all." Driving through a forest, and the bloke gave me the key fob, and he said, "Don't lose this. this is about a grand." I was thinking, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and it was it was beautiful inside. It was absolutely gorgeous. Um, and I had to be in a in a, a, a balaclava and come out with a shotgun. But I just love driving that. I thought it was like, I, I do. They've just had, they've had an, we were in rehearsals there, they've got a new car that's, they had a GT or something. It was like 1.2 million pounds they had it on. What? Rehe- with rehearsals today, yeah, with, with with some of the actresses. But I didn't think it was worth 1.2 million. Someone will pay that, but no, yeah, it's yeah. a lot of money. Beautiful looking car. I bet it is. Yeah, 1.2 million quid. Um, let's see. Um, we've kind of done this before. Um, it's from Joanne Newson. What made you decide to become a stuntman and what training did you take? I know you've sort of said this before, but just a quick rundown of what you had to do. Uh, so I did skydiving, which was a minimum of 200 jumps. Scuba diving, which was dive master or or instructor. Skydiving, scuba diving. Fencing, which was gold medal, epee, uh, epee foil and sabre. And I had to, it had to be competitive standard, which was a bit of a bummer, really, because my first competition... <laughs> My first competition, I, I went in, I sat down, and there was a guy opposite me in the other team, and he was about, well, his knees were up by his ears. And, I was thinking, <laughs> and they went, okay, Mr. Sterling, and I stood up and went, thank you. Uh, and they went, so, 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 this bloke stood up. Well, he must have been about seven foot eight, with a reach of about six foot. I was thinking, <laughs> oh, this is going to be a great one. Literally, they went, fence, he went, beep. Beep, beep. Oh, this is great. Um, uh, Skydiving, scuba diving, fencing. I did kickboxing, which was a brown belt standard. Swimming, which was a, uh, back then it was a a, a certain swimming award. You have to pay for all these things yourself. You've got to do it all yourself. You're not sponsored or anything. No, no, no. So you've got to learn how to fence yourself. You've got to skydive yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I look back in my diary, 
Uh, my old diary, I used to have an equity diary. It'd be like, uh, get up at five o'clock in the morning, go fencing two hours, uh, go to breakfast, go to work, I'll be at the opera house, do a day at the opera house, then come back, trampoline in that night, get up early in the morning, go riding in the morning, then go, yeah, oh yeah, you'd be doing it all, day, all day, every day, because you've got to try and fit all those skills in within a five year period. So it's, it's like a, because that's like a, a degree, like five years yeah, yeah, of training. Yeah, absolutely. It? And it's got harder now. They've made it harder. Really? Yeah, they've made it. They've, the BSR now, because we're no longer, we're no longer, the, we're, no, we're no longer part of equity. We are now the British Stunt Register. So we've now made it, uh, we've, we've upped the skills now. So we've, we've improved the skills and made them a lot harder. I think they're a lot harder. So if anyone yeah. wants to become a stuntman, you're looking at a minimum of five years training in what, four different, five different disciplines? Six different disciplines. Six different disciplines. Six different disciplines. And they all have to be ones that they say you can't just go along. No, you have certain categories. So you'll have a skill and agility. You'll have a falling category. Let's just say a falling category is trampoline and high diving. Oh, okay. That's why you're doing uh, trampolining. Okay. Yeah, so it gives yep. you good aerial awareness. Yep. Gymnastics. Yep. Um, you'll have a, a riding or driving category. Right. So it's rally experience with successful competition. Yeah. Uh, or motocross with success. So you have to get some sort of prize for doing this, do you? Yeah, you have to be you have to be shown in 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 sort of regulations that you've you've entered these competitions and all that sort of stuff. And you've Amazing. Yeah. Um, and any martial arts, a brown belt or boxing, is a competitive standard, successful competitive standard. Right. So yeah, it does take a long time. Most people are about four years. You weren't the stig, were you? <laughs> no, you must be joking. I wouldn't fit in those cars. <laughs> uh, Francis Hall. Um, if he wasn't a fabulous magician, what other career would he love to do? A dolphin trainer. Really? No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to be a dolphin trainer when I was a kid. Yeah? Yeah, I wanted to be a dolphin trainer. They always look like they're having fun. Yeah, but it's, now it's cruel now. Um, what other career would I have had? I liked, I liked the aspects of special effects. I love the aspects of special effects. I've always been fascinated by special effects. Um, if the, the magic, oh, I don't know. Um, if I didn't do the magic... Yeah, I'd have, I would have probably, I would have wanted to go into into the film industry somewhere. I don't know where, but I think special effects or I like props, but I uh, the armory department. I'd love yeah, to be in yeah, the armory because yeah. that's always fascinated me. Um, my granddad was an armorer uh, in the forces, so yeah, I, I like firearms. I like you know the the history of it all. So I don't know. I think something like that. I'd have probably stayed with with. I wouldn't have gone into the building trade like my dad. No. You were never going to have a nine to five job in no, an office. My, even at school, my my English teacher said Matthew is never going to have a job in an office. <laughs> never ever going to have a. And my geography teacher said Matthew is Matthew because it wasn't as politically correct in those days. <laughs> my geography teacher said Matthew is rubbish. <laughs> Matthew is rubbish at geography. <laughs> it's amazing how he finds his way home in the evening. <laughs> Comment ever that. I mean, that's great. Matthew is rubbish at geography. I'm surprised how he finds his way home at night. And I think somebody else puts. Uh, I think I think a village is missing an idiot. So, yeah. Uh, right. Okay. That, as you say, you don't get those sort of uh, reviews anymore for no, school. No, no, not anymore. Uh, Kim Kelly says, uh, if you'd have won Britain's Got Talent, yes. she puts in brackets, which you one hundred percent should have done. Oh, bless her. What would you have done with the prize money? Uh, oh, that's a that is a good question. That is a very very good question. Uh, first of all, all the boys that would have helped me would have had a very good drink out of it. Very very good drink out of it. Um, I, I don't know. I'd have probably, I'd have probably, I'd have probably looked at doing a tour, um, and use that money to do a bit of a tour. I do, 
I do a show every couple of years. We're looking at probably doing one next year for the charities that I do for the um, the stunt men and women that are injured. Mm-hmm. So we've done, I think we've done six or seven of those so far. So I probably look at doing, I'll probably look at doing a tour and invest in that in a little bit of a tour. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really don't, I really don't know. The funny thing is with with winning. You're then under the psycho banner, which is the, the, the psycho contract, which is Simon Cowell's contract. Right. So I don't know how much work you'd have to do for him and for his company. I've got no idea because I don't really know the rudiments of the contract. No. As to how much they would want you to do and if you're going to be you know, going off here and going off there to go and do stuff. So I, I don't know. I don't know what I do with the money. I, don't, I really don't know. I really be nice to know. have. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's, don't get me wrong. It's not, do you know what would have been nice? It, it would have been a bit of a, it would have been a bit of a, a, a bit of a stress thing in the fact of what would I have done for the Royal Variety? Yes, yeah, of course, because you then got to go and do something quite you big. Then you've got to go and do something for the Royal Variety, and yeah. then you've got to do something that's going to fit into the Palladium again. Mm. Then you've got to do something that people aren't expecting. Yeah, I'd have probably stooged a few people in the audience and had you know a punch up or something like that, or somebody falling off the balcony but with the palladium you see with something like that it's a very exclusive thing and all those seats are taken so we couldn't have probably taken seats out it would have been a logistical nightmare as regards mm. because if you'd have done, done BGT I couldn't have just done a trick I couldn't have done like Penn and Teller and just gone out there and done a trick mm. um, you know would we have dressed somebody up as the queen and had her fallen out the box I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's quite a good idea Prince Philip coming out the box hanging on a bungee or something like that um, but yeah, yeah I, 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 I don't know I don't, that would have been a logistical nightmare of what I was going to do next because everybody will be expecting something yeah they would yeah you know, you've, so. got, you've, you've now got that reputation unfortunately That's well this the is thing. the thing now people are phoning me up for gigs and saying alright oh, can you uh, can you come to my wedding and set somebody on fire and I go it really isn't as simple as that no. <laughs> you know we, we, it's, it's not as easy as that and, and the, obviously the expense it's very expensive to do it it's yeah, extremely course. expensive to do it yeah. you know all the boys got 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 waves from it and we had to obviously pay for this and pay for that it is expensive the yeah. special effects alone were expensive yeah but that's I mean you are the, the, the magical stuntman aren't you there's not any more of there's those no, I don't there's think. no other magical stuntman there's no other stunt guy that's a magician and, and that's that's nice in that sense I mean I've got I've got the wedding show coming up in September at uh, Olympia which I still do I still enjoy doing weddings I mean I did one last week and it was great it's lovely that people did you because the day that the first audition went out yeah on telly. Yeah, I was doing a gig. You were doing a gig, which kind of stopped halfway through, because everyone went, you want to bloke off the telly. Yeah. Can we? How was the one that you did the other day? Was there a lot of that, or was it... No, it was quite a bit. People kind of look at you, and then they, they keep doing a double take, and then, you know, and you're asking to sign a card, and then one of them suddenly goes, excuse me, are you the bloke off? And they go, yeah. Oh my God, it's you. Can I have a selfie? And you go, people are obsessed with selfies. They are. There's no autographs I mean, anymore. It's no, all it's about just selfies. selfies. Yeah, That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. When I watched Blaine last night, it was just a sea of phones just people going okay I'm self I felt so sorry for him because they didn't kind of stand in there and, and queue up and just go he kind of walked around and, and said hello I was with Wayne Dobson so Wayne was in his wheelchair so he came over and said hello to Wayne um, and and then uh, we had a bit of a chat and he was off uh, but he was trying to it, was, it wasn't very well organised it I don't know it just wasn't it wasn't I mean people paid a lot of money to be up there of course and it, it people were kind of chasing him around like a bit of a freak show it was a bit like was it a meet and greet then at the end then yeah kind of but it wasn't a meet and greet as you and me would know it. you know like you stand somewhere there and you call everybody up and go right okay blah 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 yeah. it didn't do that it was it reminded me of the beginning of the elephant man when he walking through the 
like through the train station of people chasing after him and trying to take his you know his, his hood off yeah it, it wasn't very well organised and he was obviously trying to get on his phone and call somebody or talk and he went I've, I've got to get out of here and he kind of walked around and walked around again and he was gone yeah. So it was it wasn't that that's well it wasn't that well organised. Mm. So normally that sort of thing, like you say, yeah. like table at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One photo, one yeah. thing signed and see yeah. later sort of thing. But again it was uh, it was a it was a different it was a different style. There was a lot of magicians there. There was a lot of magicians. There was probably about 50, 60 magicians. There was a couple of people I knew. There was about five or six people that I knew. Right. There was one of the boys from the Brotherhood that were there that oh, did, right. didn't do the second thing of BGT. They got through, but they never did the second audition. No. They did the first one, Falling on the Sword. Yes. Um, there was a moment on the Wednesday after your semi-final. Yes, they put me on the screen. And I, I someone I, oh, tweeted it, it and I thought, I've got to tell Matt it, about it. It went off, it went manic. <laughs> My phone did not stop pinging. I was going, what? Oh, you're through. You're through. I said, no, I'm not through. You're the wild card. I said, no, I'm not. It was a problem with the VT. But you can imagine, right? You can imagine the guy that did the VT going, okay, and put VT up. And he's gone like, and he went, oh, no. Um, it wasn't up there for long. Oh, dear. And it was obviously comes through the cans and went, you put Matt Sterling on it. It's supposed to be Siobhan. Uh, right. And it went mental. And I had to literally put an announcement. I said, Please, nobody text me or phone me. I'm not through. Trust me, it was a problem with the VT. I'm not through. I just, I just saw your Twitter light up. It was just like, oh my God. It just went mental. So I then, I wasn't watching it. So I didn't have to, I was recording it. I said, oh, I'm going to have to go and watch this now. And it was literally up for a second. And yeah. I obviously thought, oh, mistake, and took it down it's again. unbelievable. But people saw it and went, oh, you're know, Oh, you're through, you're through, you've done it. And uh, ITV have got to honour this now because they've yeah. advertised it. I was thinking, I don't think it works like that. No, it, it apparently just... Little, talent, Simon one Sidney. little cock up like that, and, it, and that was it. It was there. Yeah, I'm thinking it was, it was a really bizarre moment. Yeah, really. I'm odd. thinking, am I through? But do people know something I don't? <laughs> exactly. You know, if you're the wild them. card, I'm thinking I need to make a phone call and get the boys organised. We've got another audition to do <laughs> on Saturday. Um, but yeah, it, it's yeah, it was just a cock up, just a cock up on their on their point. Of, you know, it the was yeah. And then four days later, you're on the stage at the O2. Yeah, that was very surreal. Well, I contacted... I, I'd already got tickets. Ian had got tickets. My mate Ian who helped me with the show, who we did an interview all together once. Yes. Uh, Ian said, look, I'm going to get a ticket. And my friend uh, Nick and Ashley, they had got tickets for Hugh. So I contacted Hugh, because I haven't seen him for about three years. And I said, look, I'm coming to see the show. Because he had contact, he basically contacted my mate Richard, who's his brother-in-law, that got me into stunts. And uh, he contacted Richard. And because he was doing the show in the evening he was watching daytime TV mm-hmm. and he turned on Lorraine and said Matt's on Lorraine what's he done and Richard said well, he's done Britain's Got Talent so then you saw him on YouTube and went mate it's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant done really really well you deserve it and then we got that nice tweet that was amazing him. lovely tweet that was amazing um, and then um, then I said look I'm coming to see the show I'll be coming on the second which is Sunday the second but if I make it to the finals I won't be there because I'll be doing the finals and that's yeah. on Sunday the second yeah. and he said to me look whatever day you come just give us a shout if you come on the second if you're doing the finals great then you won't be able to come but come on another night I'll get you some tickets um, and, and I said no I haven't made it to the final he said right come along it's coming early Robbie Williams was on that night as well because he got different acts different not evenings Yeah. Um, and he said um just come and do a card trick. And I went, it's 20,000 people, you muppet. <laughs> and he went, well, you'll be all right. I was thinking, well, what do I do? And then I came up with this idea and went, well, I've got an idea. So we just literally got a van of us. There was me, there was a friend of mine, Maxine, there was uh, my mate Stuart, Ian, Ruth, Nick and Ash. We all got an Uber. <laughs> we, went to, <laughs> we went to the O2 
And I was just thinking, we're just going to go in and go. And then, anyway, we, we turned up. We've got a dressing room. I've got a big sign at Matt Sterling. I've got Robbie Williams over there. I've got a huge... I'm going, what the hell's going on here? What's he expecting? And he came out of the corner and we saw each other. And it, was, it was great. It was really nice. And he said, look, I'm going to go on stage with Robbie now. Come out with us. So we just sat in the audience and watched him rehearse. Empty O2. Very, very surreal. And then Hugh said, come up. What do you want to do? I said, well, I've got an idea, but I can't tell you what the idea is. He said, well, I do an opening in the second half. I play a guy called Peter Allen who was the boy from Oz, who did the, he did the musical, a very camp character. He said, no, I can grab people from the audience, so I'll make it look as though I've grabbed you from the audience. I said, okay. So he changed our seats to right by the stage and came around and grabbed me. But I got him. I actually got him. His face, he kind of went, how did you do that? Yeah, I saw it. How did you do that? And he emailed me afterwards, uh, after the show had finished, because they were finishing that night. And he said, uh, mate, he said, you got me. He said, I... I, I do not know how you did that. that then it came out on the video and he went, mate, that was brilliant. Really, yeah, really good. He's just such a, he's so genuine. He's such a nice guy. He comes across as that, actually. I mean, he, it's, he, he, the he, fact that the, when the two of you were sort of bantering on stage, oh, he's I just, just thought, this just looks so relaxed and so he, normal. No, it's just, uh, but it was funny because uh, uh, Nick and Ash are supposed, you know, kind of used to it and, and, uh, and my mate Ian and Ruth are used to it. But we were on this dressing room and they said, what are you going to do? I went, oh, I don't know. But my, my friend Matt said, she's going, how are you so calm? <laughs> There's 20,000 people out there. I went, no, but she's going, I can't believe you're doing this. Anyway, she was at the top with, with my mate Stuart, who's, who's he helped me with the show, but he's not theatrical at all. And they went, I can't believe you just went on that stage and just did what you did. I said, yeah, but whether you're performing to 50 people or 20,000 people, it's exactly the same. Right. It's exactly the same. Um, but it was just—it was just so surreal, you know. Meeting Robbie Williams, you're going to go into a car trick. He's Robbie's going to me. How far did you get? I went. Oh, we got the semi-final. He's went. Ah, don't worry about it. He said, just, just get. Away. I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but it was no, it was really surreal. It was nice. It That's was amazing. Nice. It was, and, that, and that went mental as well. That little video. It did. Yeah, a lot of people have seen that. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean that's that's the thing. I mean, people obviously went yeah. and they saw it, so they were obviously they were actually tweeting pictures that they'd taken yes. with you. Yeah, which is I was, I was just getting these notifications. Going, oh, is yeah, yeah. somebody else having a selfie? There was a stunt coordinator actually in the audience with his wife, Paul Herbert. And as soon as I came off and the show finished, he phoned me and I went, "Hello, Paul." He went, "I can't believe it." He said. You're on my TV. You're on British Got Talent. He's sitting there watching you, Jack. You're on the bloody stage. I've got a night off. He said, I'm back at the back. He said, you're on stage. He said, as soon as they went back to Stanley, he went, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's Amazing. not here, is he? Yeah, he's everywhere, mate. Yeah, he's everywhere. but that was nice. It was a nice little experience, but it was. It was a bit surreal. Mm. But, you know, it's, it's, you know. So, what's next going forward with all this thing? Because now you've got a name for yourself in the public eye as a magician. Albeit slightly specialised, but you, you, you yeah, are... Yeah, I don't, I don't know really. I don't know where it goes from here really because it's not like, uh, it's not like um, I've got something that I can go out with because we purely devised that for BGT. Well, it'd be a nightmare putting that on in venues. You just couldn't do exactly. it. Exactly. You can't, how can you, how can you rig it? Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, and... Uh, <laughs> the getting would start at 4am, I think. And... Yeah, exactly. And the... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when that doesn't... Backwards! <laughs> Uh, yeah. um, I love the tweet from the guy, wasn't it? Uh, well, that was a rubbish act because that wall was obviously fake. <laughs> yes, 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 mate. We didn't have time to get two Irishmen to build a wall in three and a I'm half not, minutes. I can't see that. It might hurt. <laughs> I'm not going through a real brick wall. <laughs> and that man that fell from the ceiling was obviously not a window cleaner. Um, uh, no. Dear points of view. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, there have been some rather 
<laughs> Bizarre observations. He was obviously not an electrician, <laughs> as I saw him in the first audition. Yeah, he's not, he's yes, not, he did. He's not adhering to the rings. <laughs> um, that was not pap tested. Um, uh, I don't know. I really don't know. I was talking about um, possibly hiring a couple of venues and doing my style of magic. It's been quite nice in the fact I had, I've been off on like five or six cruises for Christmas time. Have you done cruises before? I've done cruises before, but I just go a little bit cabin fevery. See, uh, now I've only done cruises as a customer. Yeah. But I've s- talked to enough acts on cruises that you're in, not in particularly nice accommodation. You're sort of... No, not- you are in the bowels of the ship a little bit sometimes. I mean, the first two cruises I did, I wasn't. They, they'd made a mistake and I was in a lovely room. And then the next door, and then I turned up <laughs> the next cruise and I went, yes, take me to my room, please. And I was in this cupboard. I was thinking... <laughs> And all night, all you could hear was the, the sea it was about two inches away from your flipping head. Boom, boom, all night. I'm, I'm thinking, I've got to go to the bar. Sat up in the bar till about four o'clock in the morning with the ship doing this. I'm thinking, oh my God almighty. Um, yeah, and it was a little bit, it was a little bit. And then when we did the show, we're at the a beautiful venue. I mean, oh, the, 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 like the 2,000 seats of venue. Amazing. It's incredible. They're amazing. Um, and the problem being is, they're there for free entertainment, so they just go and see the show. Doesn't matter what it is, they'll go and see it. Correct. But a lot of them don't really want to get involved. You know, go hi. Does anybody want to come on stage? No, no, no. Nobody. No, no. She'll go. No, I don't want to go. And you're, you're thinking, oh my god, it's going to take about ten minutes to get somebody up on stage. But the problem being is because you're not in the front of the ship, it's it's doing this. And the mm. night I was going, okay, let's do it. We couldn't have chairs on stage because they were sliding. And I'm thinking, oh my god. Uh. But I've been off for five cruises. I'm going to do two of them, um, and off for a cruise at the Christmas time as well. So where, yeah, where's that? Anywhere nice? Is that? Is that? Uh, I've got the Bahamas. Oh. Uh, I've got Barbados. Oh. Uh, out in the states. Tragic. Um, um, uh, where else was there? I can't remember where it was now. Uh, uh, Mexico, I think it was. Which cruise lines is it? Uh, I don't know, Titanic Cruises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. White Star Line, yeah. <laughs> White Star <laughs> Stay at the front, stay at the front. Uh, <laughs> try and stay with the baker. He's always got alcohol. <laughs> try and look for a bloke called Jack. <laughs> he'll, find you with, he'll find you with doors and lie on. Um, <laughs> Don't let me go. Um, yeah, that'd I. Uh, that'd be great. Yeah, so but the problem is, like, I I love doing the job. I adore doing the job, but I like I like to have it. I'm not a pro, I'm not a private person. I, I'm not a private person. I love being around people, and to me, being around people and having a night out and 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 having a meal and and listening to people's stories, I love. However, when you do a gig and you're, you're exhausted and you're knackered and the next day, you know, you finish the gig and all that. And it's, it's hard. It's hard work because you're, you're setting up you're your own person because I'm setting up myself. Mm. You want to kind of get away from it and you can't get away from it on your ship. You're stuck there for another two days. Yes. And as soon as you walk out, I saw the show last night. You were very good. I think, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's I, nice. I yeah, yeah. But you kind of want to get away. You know, this lovely gym and I get in the gym. There's not many people that use the gym, so at least I get in there. And it's always nice to have people come up to you afterwards and and talk to you but when you're going for a meal as well and 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 all that sort of stuff and you've got people you know come up to you and want to talk to you and you think oh i don't really want to be talked to so i just want to just slay you're the gonna, i think you might be experiencing a little bit more of that in your everyday life now though uh, yeah 
yeah, not so, I, I haven't experienced it as much as some of the people were saying because I was, you know, people were saying it's going to go mental. I, I didn't think it would do. It's been quite nice in the fact that you know, just weird things. People come up to you in Sainsbury's or something like that. You know, uh, I love the act. Or I know it's, I've never, I've, I haven't had anything positive. I've never had anything negative. Mm. Um, it's a bit strange when people just come up to you and just take a picture. I just walk up to you and just go, and you go, all oh, right. Okay, yeah, that's I, a bit off, though. Yeah, Surely I, asking someone first. Isn't I always, ex- I always think of Russell Howard when Russell Howard <laughs> said he was standing on the train station. And these two kids went, oh yeah, looked at him, and just went, and took a picture, and he kind of went, all oh, right. Then another two kids come and went, oh yeah, yeah. And took a picture, and he's thinking, oh, this, is, this is starting to get on my nerves a little bit. Another bloke come up, and went, uh-uh. and he went, oh yeah. He said, I know I'm on the TV, he said, but you can come and talk to me. And then bloke went, no, no, mate, you're standing next to a Pokemon. <laughs> and your ego has been deflated <laughs> oh right okay fair enough um, but yeah I, I, uh, I, haven't had, I haven't had a lot of it I haven't had a mass of it and I, th- I wasn't really expecting a mass of it you get people doing the old double takes and like last night when we saw Blaine there was obviously a lot of people that there was quite a few people that came up to us and were, and were talking about me because obviously it was a magic audience and people yeah, that like magic yeah so, and they had that interest. So they've obviously watched BGT and gone, oh, that's the magician. We're going to watch it because we've got an interest, like being a singer and watching X Factor. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's been quite nice and it's been, but general public are very funny because they kind of look at you, but they, want to, they don't want to approach you and say anything. At the studios, it's been nice. Yeah, all right. At the studios, it's been really nice because obviously right. it came up as a stunt man, and I get a lot of the riggers come past. They go, oh, all right, mate, how are you doing? Yeah. Nice. Love John BGT, you know, nice. he should have got further and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, that's nice. It's nice in that sense. And, and the Americans that are running it, uh, got a load of Americans. Uh, we've got four Americans in, and they're kind of running the floor and, and teaching us routines, and they watched it, and, and they were. Because I had to take them one day off from rehearsal, well, from rehearsals. Mm. They went, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm doing Britain's Got Talent." No way, because it was huge then. Because America's Got Talent, Britain's Got Talent. Yes. And then they watched it, and then of course I came in the next day, and they went, "You should have gone through. It was amazing. You should have gone." I went, "Yeah, it was nice. It was, it it was what it was, and it it, it was it was." There's a lot. I mean, I, I don't know how they're showing it abroad. Whether they're showing it, they're mm. showing it in Australia because you're getting a lot of messages from there. Yeah. You're getting messages from Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. And they must be showing that now, I guess. Yeah, there was an advert and see how does he do it? Have you seen that advert? I've not seen yeah, it. I've got it on my phone. Uh, Ashley, who's Australian, her, her friends had recorded it and they've just got this year, New Britain's Got Talent and I'm doing all my Matrix and all this sort of stuff and it just comes up, how well does he do it? And I was the advert of Britain's Got Talent. Amazing. So it was quite nice That's in that amazing. sense. Yeah, yeah, it was quite good in that sense. I'll show you the video. It's, That's fantastic. It's... So, so, yeah. so if, if it was someone said okay you don't ever have to do any stunt work anymore you can just be a magician forever would you take that or do you want to keep doing stunts or do you want to do both because not many people could have sort of two careers going at the same time it's, it's... no the magic has always been a bit of a sideline for me it's always been I, I, I enjoy doing it I turn up I do it and I go home and I, and I have fun it's not been, it hasn't been my full time job it's been my thing that's always kept me afloat when you know when it's it's the boat sinking or when I've been at college or when I've been training for the register the stunt side of it I love the stunt side I love the people I love the adrenaline I love performing I love the I love the, the change with stunts and it's not as romantic as people think you know when you're, <laughs> you know, when you're standing in the field covered in horse poo and you're, <laughs> you know you're waiting for the actor to come out the Winnie Bay go and you're thinking oh my god it's three o'clock in the morning I'm going to get hit by this horse oh I don't want to be in there <laughs> 
oh, you know, and it is as romantic, and it's a lot of waiting around. So I, I don't, I don't know. I would, I would never be full time magician. I don't think I could, right? Because I, I, I think I would get bored of it. I like the freshness. Mm. I like the change. Mm. I, that's why I like still doing the hypnosis. I like intermixing that and the mentalist stuff and, and, and combining it. But it was just another. Yeah, by doing that BGT, it was just another. It was another element of magic to show that we could combine two elements because really in stunts you're creating an illusion this is uh, that's why you want a lot of respect from people when they uh, Simon Cowell said why are you doing yeah why are you doing town? this and you said because there's no recognition for there is no recognition for BAFTAs and Oscars there's nothing which is bizarre because like you said earlier there's you know makeup or yeah. costume now you tell me what 12 year old kid's going to say to their dad oh dad take me to go and see James Bond because his hair's supposed to be fantastic <laughs> exactly or his suit's supposed to be amazing yeah, he's going to jump off a train is why you want to go and see James don't Bond don't get me wrong mm. the costume department are wonderful and they make me look great sometimes makeup mm. are incredible yes they make me look old young you know fat thin whatever. incredible however I'm not saying we should take that away from them I'm saying we don't get a credit for it uh, um, it was just on Facebook uh, I put it on my thing that uh, an actress stood up there with her stunt double oh, and her yes. trainer oh yes yeah yeah uh, I can't it was for Avengers Avengers something like that I remember seeing it today yeah. um, she stood up there and she oh great but it still hasn't been put out there it's still it's still lost by the wayside and, it, and I don't know BAFTA always say they haven't got enough time for BBC airtime so we're not saying we want somebody to collect it and go up there. We're quite happy to have a credit and just go and best act, best stunt action was so and so and so. The thing is that stuntmen have been around since film started. I mean, exactly. all those trains, people, you know, on the railway tracks and exactly. houses falling on people. Exactly. Buster Keaton films. I mean, now people say to me, "Oh yeah, but they want uh, they want actors, they want they want stunts, you know, to to, to be." Anonymous, almost. Anonymous and a mystery. Mm. Well, they know we exist. Yeah, of course. Anybody can go on the internet and put stunt man, stunt double. Yeah. How did they do this? How did they do that? Yeah. So it's not a mystery. We're not like fairies that, you know, flit in, do the thing, and then flit away. And I, is I, it actors that don't want you? I don't think can't be that I don't think fragile. it is. Some actors might be fragile and go, oh, I want it, I want it, and they always claim they're doing their own stunts. Okay. Uh, but, no, I... I I don't think it is that. I don't think that's that's the whole premise of it. I think I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just do not know. And what annoys me even more is when they go at the Baftas or the Oscars. They go, let's see what films have been made this year, and they turn to a big screen. And nine times out of ten, it's action sequence. Yeah, action of course, it is with yeah. a montage of music. Mm. You know, people getting blown up and you know, mm. car crashes and God knows what. And still, still, we're not recognised. Still, we're not recognised. And I think that's so. Ridiculous. Would that make you? happy if there was a an Oscar or a I would it would make me happy if it was a BAFTA I don't think Oscar will ever ever, ever. Oscar are a law amongst themselves I think BAFTA have got more aspects of budget but I think I was expecting I was expecting the papers to follow it up a bit more but they just never did with me with regards to saying what I said mm. and I wanted to say I wanted to put it out there just, I mean you got it on national television and I expect yeah. there's a lot of stuntmen all over the world that went thank you very much yeah. but but uh, it, it yeah, it's it hasn't. Yeah, well, maybe that's something you need to start some sort of campaign. Or... We've tried for ages, honestly. Just we've we've tried for oh god, fifteen for as long as I've known. Right, they've tried to put it out there, and BAFTA have just gone. No, nope, not enough airtime. No, nope, not enough airtime. No, nope, not enough airtime. 
just doesn't seem logical to me. It's only another no. couple of minutes, isn't it, to run not through some films? Not even that. And then do the nominations? No, it's not. No, not even that. It's an excuse of some sort. Mm. It's an excuse. And I just, yeah, I find it a bit sad that we're not kind of recognised. That is a shame. Anyway, listen, we've been talking for an hour, which is uh, amazing. Well, Thank you very much for uh, taking the time. Thank to, you for the uh, And um, good luck in the future. I think I, I think this has probably opened some doors for you, which is a good yeah. thing. Yeah. And I think it's, I can only see things, you know, going well from now. There's a lot of people want you to tour. There's a lot of people saying, when you come into Scotland, Manchester. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. As I say, if I, if, if, if I do a show, I think now we're going to get a different audience now. I think, you know, if we do Leicester Square again on one of the venues and I put it out on, on the Facebook and on the, th- I think a lot of tickets are going to go. Oh, I think they will. I think they'll go instantly. I think they will as They well. won't be seeing, you know, me going backwards and me being blown up. And well, you like can't that. do that all the time. And I think we're going to see a different side of it. I'd like to combine the hypnosis stuff a bit more and do the, the mentalist side of it. And, and uh, yeah, but it, it's just showing that, you know, I can do what I can do and I've got another string to the bow, really. Amazing. Matt, thank you very much. Thanks, mate. Cheers.